Welcome to the Humans of Hospitality podcast with Mark Cribb. Uh, This episode is a coronavirus special where I am dipping in for a very quick chat with Mark Lewis, who is the CEO of the charity Hospitality Action. And Hospitality Action have been doing a great job over the last couple of weeks in raising significant chunks of cash to provide grants, uh, a bit of an emergency appeal to help people who are employees in the hospitality sector who, through no fault of their own, lost their revenue and their income very, very quickly. Now, admittedly, the Chancellor Rishi and his uh, furloughing scheme has significantly helped in taking some of the pressure off of that, but still a huge number of people, up to 3 million people employed in hospitality across the country, and many of which are facing hardship at the moment. So really good to dip in and to uh, chat to Mark. And ordinarily, um, at the start of this podcast now, I mention our Patreon link where you can go and support the podcast. But I think more important with this episode is actually to go to the Hospitality Action website where you can make a donation into their emergency uh, appeal and support the many people out there across the country in need of some financial help. I should also just very quickly apologise for the audio Uh, in this episode. We were recording remotely and the internet connection was a little bit dodgy, Uh, so my apologies. But uh, during lockdown and lots of internet usage, these things are a little bit more tricky. Okay, enjoy the conversation. Thank you. Okay, Mark Lewis from Hospitality Action, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hugely appreciated. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on board. Looking forward to it. Good. So, um... Although I've been aware of hospitality action in the last couple of weeks, you know, phenomenal response for you guys. And we're going to chat specifically around the coronavirus impact. And I'll I'll come and have a more in-depth chat with you another time. But when did you realize that you were going to need to launch this emergency appeal? Because you seem to be really quick off the ground. Were people sort of knocking on the door saying, please help? Or was it when you were watching the announcements from the government? Yeah, I think it was when people started getting in touch and saying we are really struggling. You know, people people were uh, disconcerted, they were distressed, they weren't quite sure what was going to happen to their jobs. Uh, at times, uh, uh, hospitality people uh, come to us with uh, issues relating to poverty anyway in, 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 at the best of times. So with all this hitting, uh, it quickly became apparent that we were going to have a lot of potential beneficiaries beating a path through, a path through our door uh, to ask for our support. And we, and we just felt that it was an opportunity for us to... To, to get the industry involved and also crucially the people who support the industry, their guests and customers involved in fundraising to help hospitality people. Yeah, amazing. Because the charity's actually been running since 1837, is that right? Yeah, that's right. We're really proud of our, our heritage. We were begun in, in London 1837. All the coffee shop owners of London got together uh, and uh, in, in Covent Garden and decided to create um, a fund initially for themselves, a sort of pension pot for themselves, but then they quickly realised um, that actually they had a duty of care to their employees. So they began to put money away to look after employees. And, and, and we are the sort of the um, latest manifestation of, of, of that decision in 1837. So here we are with the industry benevolent charity for UK hospitality. Uh, and we exist to support hospitality people who find themselves in, in difficulty or crisis. And, and in that, uh, well, how many, 180 years, do you think anything like this has ever been experienced with a meltdown of the entire industry, or is this pretty unprecedented? Well, I think we've been through two world wars, so, um, you know, I, I can uh, imagine uh, what, what the, uh, what the uh, industry was, was like in those times. Uh, and we've seen things like foot and mouth over the, the more recent times. Um, but certainly, I think in, 
in uh, living memory, this this has got to be the most uh, uh, extraordinary event to hit the the globe, the country, and the industry. And has that led to a, a significant increase in people getting in touch? How many people do you normally help a year, and how many inquiries have you had in the last couple of weeks, for example? Well, we help several thousand people a year uh, through our grant giving uh, and various other uh, projects, the programs that we have uh, on the go. Uh, we also run an employee assistance program, uh, which is a paid for product that uh, that employers buy into, and that supports or services about one hundred and fifty thousand people. Uh, in a typical year. Um, but I think what we've seen in terms of requests for grants in the last couple of weeks has been unprecedented. We, what are we now, Tuesday, uh, two Mondays ago. So a week ago yesterday, we opened uh, the um, the uh, the appeal that uh, we've been running, uh, opened it for applications. And by the end of uh, last Monday, we had 20,000 emails in the inbox from people who were clearly distressed, clearly worried about how they were going to put food on the table and pay bills. Uh, and, and we're coming to us for our support. Wow. And in terms of how much you've raised, I've seen a, a lot of um, sort of uh, comments, I suppose, videos online, celebrity chefs and a number of people uh, kind of sharing your message, I suppose, about that literally an, an emergency appeal for the industry. Uh, how much have you raised so far? Yeah, we're, we're, we're so thrilled with the response at the moment. I think we're up to about £240,000, so almost a quarter of a million pounds. Um, and that's come in all sorts of ways. We've had unbelievably generous um, donations from the likes of the Dorchester Collection, um, uh, the Savoy Educational Trust, Unilever, Catra.com. Uh, I'll be leaving a few out, but uh, we, we've been shouting about all of our donors on, on social media, but then all the way down to a pound or five pounds from people who say, look, I've not got much, but I want to give you the money I would have spent on my coffee on the way into work today. Uh, so we've just been amazed by, by by the response. And I think crucially what we've tried to do is 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 reach out to, to the wider world uh, and, and speak to the people who love the fact that we have such a vibrant hotel, restaurant, cafe, pub and bar scene in the UK. So we've had a lot of people getting in touch saying, look, I really miss the fact that I can't go out and have a beer with my friends or have a bite to eat or take my mum out for Mothering Sunday. So we'd like to give you some money uh, as a sort of form of solidarity with the people uh, whose whose um, operations we, we so enjoy most of the time. Yeah, I think there seems to be that sort of, um, again, I use unprecedented, probably gets used too often, but that sort of recognition, I guess, about how important uh, bars and restaurants and hotels are as that fabric of society and that people use them all of the time and, and they've never really missed them more. And I know a lot of people are, uh, have been saying to restaurants, you know, can we buy vouchers? Is there something we can do to support? And I think it's nice that you've got a sort of centralized opportunity to uh, to collect that cash and actually probably distribute it in a more efficient manner than, than individually restaurant by restaurant. Are some restaurants pointing customers towards you for, for donations? Yes, they are. I think what they're doing is is promoting and amplifying what we're doing on social media. So if you're a restaurant ABC in Stoke or Crewe or Basingstoke or wherever it might be, if you shout about the fact that you're supporting uh, HA's uh, fundraising efforts on, on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, then obviously that's reaching your your, your regional, your local customer base. Uh, and I think that's that's what we're seeing happening. And you're absolutely right. People live out their lives in hospitality uh, businesses. You know, we, we, we get married and we hold funeral wakes in in, in hotels and restaurants. We, we meet our friends, we meet our partners, our life partners. So all life goes on in, in hospitality. And I think people are, are really missing it very sorely at the moment. Um, and the absence is, is, is what's making people want to 
to support the people uh, whose restaurants, hotels, pubs, bars they go to in, in happier days. Yeah, absolutely. I presume a bit of pressure, I'm guessing in the first few days that you launched your appeal was pre-Rishi's uh, announcement of the furloughing scheme. Um, has that released a little bit of, of pressure? Um, and do you think there's more the government need to do to support on that front? I think it's really some pressure. I think when we first started looking at this appeal, um, the, the the wider general public was being told not to go to, to restaurants, pubs, bars. Um, but at the same time, there hadn't been any specific uh, dictates about whether or not these premises should stay open. I think that created great confusion and restaurants and, and, and pubs and bars and hotels weren't sure whether to stay open or stay shut. They, they weren't told to close, but on the other hand, all of the people they would expect to come and support them were told not to not to go to such places. So there was real confusion. And I think to an extent, Rishi's um, uh, announcements helped that. At least we things were black and white. We, we knew that we had to shut down. Operators knew they had to shut down their premises and then deal with the uh, with the fallout from that. So I think that was one piece of certainty, which, while in itself wasn't welcome, at least it it, it, it gave people a sense of, of of what they had to do next. Um, and then, of course, the announcements about furloughing and, and the support that the industry is going to get from government was was very welcome, very very welcome. I think the the issue there has become one of uh, a, a waiting game. People are waiting for this money to come through, and as I understand it, it'll be late April, late this month before um, uh, before businesses start to get the um, the money that they will use to pay the eighty percent uh, to to staff that the government's going to underwrite. So I think really we know where we stand to an extent now. There's a little bit of confusion around uh, what furloughing means and whether whether employees can work when they're being furloughed. Um, but it, it's more about getting money to source now and then and then paying paying the, uh, the the employees as soon as possible. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That that speed of cash seems to be one of the greatest challenges. I think the uh, the industry's breathed a bit of a sigh of relief knowing that money's coming. But I think timings wise, um, you know, a lot of our sector is impacted by seasonality, busier in the summer, quieter in the winter. So particularly tough time as we were coming into the clocks changing, spring, uh, Mother's Day, and a lot of uh, hospitality businesses simply don't have the cash to pay the team before the government money comes in. Is that where you can step in? I mean, are you, are you can you process that? applications pretty quickly or are you overwhelmed um, i wouldn't say overwhelmed we're, we're certainly inundated um, and we're processing processing as quickly as possible we're, we're not going to be able to backfill uh, salaries for a month until the end no. of april that, that's just not uh, our business and, and we, we're not able we're not set up to do that financially um, what we decided to do early on was just to help people in real uh, financial crisis with with grants of two hundred and fifty pounds. So so really, what we're looking to do is just to make sure people have some money to put food on the table for their families, pending uh, money coming through from from their employer or from the government via their employer. Yeah, and is that still open for uh, sort of access, or did you? I know you had to pause it at one point, and then maybe it reopened again. What's the situation at the moment? No, unfortunately, we had to pause it because and it, and it remains uh, closed at the moment to new applicants simply because. Um, it's a numbers game. As I said before, we've, we've got about £250,000. That, that uh, means we can give £250 to 1,000 people. Um, and yeah, by, by middle of last week, we had 30,000 uh, emails in the inbox. So uh, we've had to just say that for now, we're going we're gonna to spend the money we've got. Uh, and, and that's where we stand at the moment. 
Okay, yeah, that's that's quite a backlog. So uh, the message from this would be more then around please help donate than it would be around uh, yeah seeking more applicants needing assistance, presumably. Yeah, exactly. I think we knew from the outset that we were never going to be able to uh, become the cure to this problem. The government has to has to be that uh, in, in, in the slightly longer term. Um, but we just thought, do you know what, we'd rather help some people rather than no people at all. And as it turns out, we're, we're happy that we'll be able to help about a thousand hospitality families. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we employ hospitality across the country, you know, 3 million people. Um, the government have stepped up with the sort of stories you're hearing and the applications you're seeing. We've talked about speed. Is there anything else you think the government need to do? Do you think they recognise that, you know, this is a, it's traditionally a, uh, a low paid rather than a low skilled industry? I think lots of us in it would argue. Um, and, and people sort of are running pretty close to, uh, you know, that kind of hand to mouth existence. Do you have some concerns about, you know, what, what, more could be done and the speed of that well i think it's back to that 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 issue of of, of speed uh, we, we know money is forthcoming uh, it needs to come as soon as possible and of course we're talking so far we've been talking so far about people who's who are, who are being furloughed and therefore still have a, a role and are going to be paid 80 percent of their of their 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 salary up to a threshold but of course there's a lot of businesses that have just simply had to close full stop and, and they're not about to reopen anytime soon. So, uh, you know, meanwhile, there's there's many, many tens, probably hundreds of thousands of people who haven't got a job from which they can be furloughed. And those people will need universal credit to, to come into play as soon as possible to make sure that they uh, they have money to, to, to pay the bills. Yeah. And I guess uh, when, you know, the, the industry is allowed to reopen whenever that might be, it's going to look pretty different to how it does now, partly dependent on, uh, I guess, how other people's cash flow, because the ripples are, uh, you know, are going through the economy at quite a pace. So will people have the cash to go out and eat and drink? And partly just uh, a lot of businesses will not have made the money that they would traditionally make over the summer um, to get through those winter months. So we're going to need to uh, have smaller teams, I suppose. Have you, have you got any kind of... Uh, inclination or idea or perspective of what the industry will will look like and how quickly it will come back out of this uh later in the year yeah i think it's well in terms of how quickly it'll get cracking i think it, i think everybody is gagging to get going and it, there's on social media i'm seeing a lot of chefs in particular saying oh my god this is driving me absolutely nuts i want to get back to work a lot of people saying i've not been at home on a saturday night for the last 35 years of my life so people want to get cracking as as soon as possible and and you know, let's bear in mind also there's a lot of businesses out there, hotels, uh, wedding venues that have bookings through the rest of the year. And, and at the moment, they just, they're just they in an agony of, of, of indecision about, uh, around whether or not they, they cancel bookings. You know, if you've got a, a wedding booked in mid-July, well, that's that's more than three months away. So do you keep the booking uh, or do you let it go now um, and see if you can rebook for later in the year? I think there's a lot of... A lot of um, uh, confusion and complication and uh, complexity around what it'll look like when the industry gets up and running again. Um, I think in terms of what the industry looks like uh, in the slightly longer term, there's bound to be uh, a consolidation, a massive consolidation. And, and I guess as with any downturn, for whatever reason, uh, quality will out. So I would imagine six or 12 months from now, the businesses that we've all known are fantastic businesses will come back. Some of the more marginal ones that um, uh, were struggling in the first place will probably be have been found out already and we won't see them returning to the high streets. 
Yeah, I think in many ways, uh, I mean, we, you know, the problems of the sector have been well publicised in the last couple of years, and we've seen some pretty major players with the likes of Jamie Oliver's and now Coluccio's. But it's felt like the industry was on the brink of uh, of some significant challenges anyway, whether that's through oversupply or just a change in the cost structure with with minimum wage and cost of food. This is certainly, uh, I suppose, speeding up that survival of the fittest. Uh, I guess. Um, do you think, yeah, almost that some sort of correction was coming anyway for the industry? Yeah, exactly that. I think survival of the fittest is is, is a really good uh, phrase to, to describe what's going to happen. And I think I was speaking to an HR director at a casual dining uh, group this morning who said, for us at the moment, it's all about, he said, the only two things we've got are our, our staff, our employees and, and our leases. And so they just need to hold on to those. Obviously, manage cash flow as, as much as they can, but they want to come out of the blocks as soon as they can. Um, and to do so, they'll need the um, the, uh, the sites that they've got. Um, they'll need to retain those and they'll need great staff. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and that brings us back to the employer assistance program that I mentioned before. You know, I think enlightened employers are doing their very best by their teams, uh, paying them what they can, helping them uh, through furloughing to access government funding, um, but then they want to be ready to to crack on and bring them back into into work as soon as they can. Mm. What does that program offer? You did mention this is the one that that uh, employers can pay into on a on a regular basis, is it? Yeah, it's called an employee assistance program, an EAP. It's something we created. It's not the only one that uh, that uh, that's available, but it's one that we created about seven or eight years uh, bespoke for hospitality in particular, and it's really a it's a it's a suite of services, benefits, counselling opportunities, guidance, information uh, that an employer can buy into on behalf of their employee base. And it's really a way of investing in your your people and keeping them happy, healthy and, and, and productive. Amazing. Okay, great. Well, look, I think I, you know, I just wanted to uh, to touch base very quickly, really, to thank you on behalf of the industry. I think you know, never have we been more grateful that a uh, a group and a charity like yours uh, exists. Partly just you know being so vocal and, and shouting about the challenges, but then actually being able to step in with that financial support is incredible. Um, if people want to offer their support, where's the best place for them to go? Is this a case of hitting the website? It really is. Yeah, absolutely. www.hospitalityaction.org.uk and then you'll see a, a big a big donate button as soon as you hit the uh, the website. And yeah, we'd love people to come and support us further. Uh, but you give you, you offer thanks to us, but really it's all about the people who are giving us the money that we're spending to, to help people around the industry. So our thanks in turn go out to them. Amazing. Okay. Well, look, I certainly don't want to be holding you up from going out and uh, yeah, processing those grants and those claims and raising the cash. So thanks for sparing the time just for a quick chat and uh, we'll catch up uh, longer in person. Hopefully when this is all over, I'll, I'll come to the office and uh, we'll chew the fat over a coffee. Lovely. Look forward to it. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Right. Thank you for joining me. And uh, the link that Mark mentioned there is hospitalityaction.org. Dot uk hospitalityaction.org.uk uh, if you can please pop along uh, and make a donation uh, but for now thanks for tuning in and uh, i'll be out with a new episode uh, very soon indeed all the best <laughs>